everybody. Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 504, being recorded on June 20th, 2018. I'm Ryan Shrout. I'm Jeremy Holstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. And I'm Ken Addison. Alan Malventano still fired. Um, you know, he hasn't come crawling back, offering to work for half as much money or anything, but I'm holding out hope one day that'll happen. Uh, it's annoying to have to cross the picket line every day coming in here. <laughs> it's just it's just a bunch of little Allens <laughs> pacing back and forth out front. It's a stack of, just a line of hard drives like dominoes. It's weird. <laughs> you just step over the boxes and walk in. Yeah, it is. could be a little awkward. Um, so uh, where are we at here? Oh, I'm looking on the wrong section here. Welcome to the show, everybody. We... Have a podcast here. That we're super prepared for. Every always, week. always very prepared. Uh, a lot of uh, stuff that we talk about. I don't know. Look, it's computer hardware. We're going to talk about that. There's not a whole lot that happened this week. To be fair, it's going to be a lot of the Jeremy show, um, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. But um, before we get into that, let's go over some of the logistics. PCPro.com. It's the it's the best website in the world. You should go there and read all the things that that we post. Uh, also, PCPro.com slash podcast is where this is posted. It's probably where you're watching it at. And uh, we do record the show live on uh, Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific at PCPro.com slash live. And uh, if you need a little reminder – about that. We have a chat room. You can come hang out before and after. We do pre-show, post-show kind of banter. Uh, at PCPro.com slash subscribe, you get this page here. It's your name, email address. That's all we need from you. Uh, and we'll send you notification about uh, these live events. And we sometimes do, uh, occasionally, you know, f- more frequently, sometimes here than others, have third-party in here, right? Like as we did this week, we'll yeah. talk about in a second. AMD was here. We had a contest. We did a live stream. If you missed out on that, well, you missed out on that. But we have the replay for you. Uh, but the prizes are already uh, they're already spoken for. Wow. Uh, we still have our Patreon campaign going. That is at patreon.com slash PCPer. And this is uh, your place where if you want to become a regular contributing member uh, to us from a financial standpoint, you can do that. Like it can be, you know, we have these different levels here of three, five, 10, 20, 30, 50, but you can, you can do a dollar a month. You can do a hundred dollars a month, anything you want. It's, it's all, uh, appreciated and welcomed. Uh, and this allows us to, you know, continue to pay people and do things and, and try to be more creative. The, the mailbag that we do as a result of this, um, and and it's fun and and as I always refer to the the picture of Josh here in the bathtub. I'm glad yeah. we don't have a newer updated one of this to be to be honest. Because I've gained like a hundred pounds and that robe wouldn't fit me anymore. And okay, I haven't really gained that much, but <laughs> at least you got your pants on in it. So that's I still really, really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so again, and that's like if you have a if you run an ad blocker, which whatever guys, I think they. They take about 40% of the traffic away from our uh, our ad viewing inventory on a daily basis. So that kind of stinks. But if you do that, it's like, hey, you know what? I like the podcast. We like the reviews. Here's here's three bucks a month. Boom. Three bucks a month gets you access to seeing uh, the post-show video. We send that to the Patreon members. So like uh, if you download this, you don't watch it live. So you want to you wanna see whatever, sometimes funny, sometimes really not funny things that we talk about after the show, you can, you can do that that way. And as of course, if you become a new patron and or increase your patronage during the show, I will give you a shout out on said show. Uh, nothing yet. So we'll move on. We do do, we do, do, do the mailbag. 
PC per mailbag as it is. We uh, had our 47th episode this past week. Almost a year. Creeping up on that uh, on that 50 mark and that year mark. Yep. Uh, we answered 52. such questions as about the 8086K, gaming chairs, RAM failure, uh, hardware fixes for Spectre Milton, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and sometimes it's Josh and sometimes it's Alan. Um, and, uh, yeah. So if you have a question, you can leave them in the comments of this page here. And it's another way where we try to create some more interesting and unique comment or comments and contents. Uh, for you guys, we also did our. Uh, let's see, where did I have that in the wrong order? There it is. Yeah. We have our merch store here at joshtech.com. J O S H T E K K.com is the website for this. You can get your Death Wish Raid t shirt, your hot dog down a hallway t shirt for those of you who remember that reference. Super Pipe as well. You got your classic PC per logo T here. Uh, never goes out of style, always the best color. Um, we have mugs, PC Perspective mugs, the Josh Tech mug, the Josh Tech print. Uh, and so you can clearly see the resemblance here between Josh Tech. I, actually, I don't even know which one's the real one. If you had a steering wheel in your hand, it would be. That's, that's a lot bigger than I thought would, <laughs> thought it would be. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Actually, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's going to hang up in the, in the back behind the, uh, you know, by the F4. Josh Tech print. As it is, can Look be yours that. in navy Look blue or that. a gray. I had to do it. My wife was very impressed. Yeah? <laughs> Does she think you're famous now? Yes. It's bizarre. It's odd that, that that would be the thing that now she's finally understands what it is you do every every week on this show, right? Yeah. Um, people send me art. <laughs> people make art of me, and then yeah. I pay to have it printed out <laughs> and hang on my wall. So close. So close. <laughs> oh, man. As I mentioned before, we did have another live stream this week. Uh, yes, yesterday, actually, as we yeah. record this uh, on Tuesday. AMD was in town, and we talked about FreeSync 2. It's actually now called FreeSync 2 HDR. Uh, there should actually be a space between those two things, but we'll let it slide for now. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, well, it <laughs> happens. The It was – so – World exclusive, they announced that FreeSync 2 is going to be called FreeSync 2 HDR. World exclusive, they announced uh, that FreeSync 2 HDR was now going to follow and track with the Display HDR 600 standard, right? Yeah. So that or above in order to be a FreeSync 2 HDR monitor. And also world exclusive, you can see uh, an early peek at a new demo that AMD's content team wrote to demonstrate variable refresh, HDR, uh, they're going to freely distribute it so that you can... It's a really can, cool demo. It it's is. one of the it, better demos I've seen in the past couple of yeah, years. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, you know what? He deleted that off of our yeah. system. He, yeah, he did. <laughs> he deleted it off our system. Usually we can convince people to like, oh, leave that behind. We won't do anything with it. Just we can mess around and see it. We, yeah. didn't, we never got to use it on an actual HDR No, we used it on the TV last night. Oh, I must have. I must have not. I must have been in the bathroom or something during that. I don't know, uh, but I didn't see it. But if you missed the stream, uh, you can see the replay. If you go to pcper.com, look for the PC Per Live. AMD joins us to talk about FreeSync for HDR. Or you can go to the YouTube channel and you'll see a replay there. Uh, it has some Q and A in there. Uh, I think some some actually some really good, interesting information uh, about FreeSync and kind of what its future and direction looks like. So now, with that out of the way, let's talk about this other s- stuff that happened. Oh wait, hold on. 
before we got our we got our patron emails in. Uh, we have a new pledge who went from one dollar to three dollars. Thank you very much to Terry Terry Corker. Nice, appreciate that increase. That's three x the donation that he was making before. I love it. <laughs> uh, and we have isn't a that new, incredible? It is. We have a new three dollar patron as well from Joel Luthy. Joel. Luthy, thank you so much, Joel. We greatly appreciate that. Anybody, any and everybody who is a patron, uh, we think it's awesome, and we thank you uh, so much for your support of this very podcast and show. Now we'll get on to uh, the content starting with this Gigabyte X two ninety nine Design Air EX motherboard review. So this is an X two ninety nine board, meaning it is uh, Intel's Skylake X platform, also kind of Cabby Lake X. You know, if they uh, if you can still buy those parts, right? You can. I think you can still technically buy them. I'm not They're sure still every X299 motherboard supports oh, Cabby Lake well. X or not, because having messed with Cabby Lake X for the first time recently, That's which true. is odd. Just the memory channels and everything's weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, this is this is kind of a new. I don't think I want to say new, but it's one of the first times we've looked at a a gigabyte board from the Design Air. Uh, uh, portfolio. It's more of a, you know, there's, look, there's RGBs on here. We can't get past the fact that there are RGB lights, but it's, how would you describe this? It's more, it's more workstation. Yeah. Than I, anything. I was going to say, like, it's like a refined design. Yeah. It's not crazy gamer LEDs, although you could probably make them flashing and all kinds of different things God, if you really want so. to. Um, now, it's an expensive board, too. It's about a $500 motherboard. And that's not terribly uncommon in the X299 world. You can find X299 world. There are, there's an Asus board, and I think there's an MSI board as well that's kind of in that, in that price it's range. the higher end. Yeah. Uh, it's got a back base plate on it, uh, a.k.a. armor, which I, which I think is, is pretty neat. Um, I think it looks good. It's got you know server class the power design, uh, server level chokes. Again, take that for what you will. You can le- read some of the some of the technical specifications that that differ with that. Of course, lighting. I told you it was RGB here, guys. You could still RGB the f out of this stuff. Um, and uh, that looks like an easy to use software. <laughs> <laughs> what is it doing? Mode B. Let's see. Smart headphone amp, Josh. You might appreciate this. High impedance headphones are supported. Uh, big audio caps as well. Look at the size of those caps. Yeah, there they go. Oh, big audio caps, kind of like big audio dynamite, except we not as catchy. Uh, yep. So, sure. so this motherboard has. Are there two Thunderbolt three ports? Yes. No. No. Well. USB has 3.1 Type-C has, has logo. a logo. You also have DisplayPort in. Two DisplayPort in. Oh, ports. that's for pass-through. So it's for pass-through of Thunderbolt. Wow. So uh, it does support Thunderbolt. Two 10 gigabit Thunderbolts on here. And it has the DisplayPort in so that if you... What is that for? You take display out of your graphics card, graphics card into the DisplayPort in on the motherboard. And then now you can use DisplayPort... Well, it's, it's like if you're using or the LG 5K display. monitor, which is technically only a Thunderbolt monitor. Uh, so you need okay. to pass both through the same connection. Got it. So that's got it's got some nice features on it. 802.11. It has a PS2 port, too. It does. Uh, it does. <laughs> that's what makes it server class. <laughs> that's right. Support for legacy input devices. Um, it does have wireless 802.11 uh, AC. Uh, and you can see there some of the some of the details on its storage interfaces. One M.2 
uh, two M.2s, three M.2s. And I hear four M.2s. No, just three. Okay. We stop at three. Just three, uh, so a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff goes into this. Maury does a good job on these reviews. Let's see; we, those were the those were the PR photos. What's it look like in real life? I like the logo, the Design Air logo. If you scroll yeah. on yeah. the box, that's cool. Yeah, is it on different? The it's, that it's kind it's of like chip, faceted yeah. thing. It's it's on it's the, the yeah. It's on the chipset cooler. Okay, yeah. I think I think they did a good job on this, right? The you know you can you can debate the value or benefit of kind of that rear plate armor type stuff that they have on there but it definitely looks neat it's protective of the pcb i think clearly Take your hands when you pick it up you don't get poked by the solder points on the back this board does have eight dim slots not all x299 boards have that some of them have been moving uh to four just from spacing limitations uh two eight pin auxiliary power connectors for the processor so a lot of a lot of beefy uh, upgrades on this particular board. Yeah, there's that chipset for you. Oh, there. Okay, that's why I, the third M.2 oh. was hidden because it's actually it's designed to look like it's part of that chipset cooler, but it's uh, it's actually separate on this. That's actually that's pretty neat. Actually, lots of SATA ports, no uh, sex ports as we call them. Uh, looks like that might be SATA Express seeing the the end of the end of the line there. Oh no! Yeah, I mean they, they made so many products for it. Exactly. Hit a lot exactly. of motherboards. So <laughs> this is so this is you know again it's it's Skylake X so seven seventy nine hundred series seven is it all seventy nine hundred yeah you know all the way up to the eighteen core seventy nine eighty XE processor available here. Uh, what did Mori get on his overclock? He has a seventy nine hundred X I believe was able to get CPU to four point seven gigahertz uh, on all cores, which is which is pretty good and even though it has an msrp of 500 it's 432 dollars on amazon and newegg when he wrote this piece so you know it's practically a steal i mean I with, with a point. thunderbolt like the thunderbolt 3 add-in card from asus gigabytes somewhere north of 50 bucks i think so if you need thunderbolt 3 for some odd particular reason on your desktop like you can have the 5k display you can have the monitor integrated through yeah Yeah. i mean there's not even a handful of monitors or a handful of motherboards that actually support that i would agree with that yeah yeah um it did get an editor's choice award for mori here so that's a good sign weaknesses included that cmos battery placement damn it did you notice where it was no where was it hidden underneath that m.2 heat shield Mm. right by the pci (laughs) express slot these guys should know better they should know better (laughs) He's only written that about 700 times in our (laughs) reviews. So, hey, look, look what we're getting an ad for over here. Do you see that, Alex? I know nothing. (laughs) I wonder why we're getting those ads on our network. Uh, So, check out the review again. That's the Gigabyte X299 Design Air EX motherboard, an impressive, uh, impressive piece of hardware from Gigabyte. And also from Sebastian, we have a review of the Silverstone Redline series, the RL07 tempered glass case. Uh, This just went up today. I kind of like the night shot there. Night shot, I guess. The dark dark room shot. <laughs> no, he had to take it at night. It's <laughs> pretty good. His house is made of windows. He can't afford curtains because he spent it all on audio gear. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's got a it's got an interesting design, right? So, yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest. It is it is a square normal chassis with kind of a different design put on the front of it, right? Like like a lot of it's like, cases. It's like the robot from uh, Interstellar. Uh, I walking don't remember one. Uh, remember when walking? Yeah, just like yeah. Board, okay. Yeah. Jacks or something. What was it called? Yep. I don't know. Who cares? 
So, you know, in, in full daylight without, without the lights, it, it doesn't, it looks, looks okay. It doesn't look particularly stunning, but it does have that tempered glass uh, panel on there, which obviously adds a lot to it. From the front, you know, depending on your lighting, it might not look like anything in particular. Where, where does the optical drive go? Uh, well, you mm. cut a hole in the tempered glass and just kind of shove it in there. Hey, Josh, I heard, I heard a rumor today. Are you ready for this? As I scroll through <laughs> okay. these pictures. Um, one of the items being tariffed at 25% is uh, uh, optical drive readers. Bye, bye, bye. Starting July 6th. Wow, so they're not going to be 19 bucks anymore. They're gonna be I think there's probably still going to be some 26. stock in the U.S. to get through. Just a little. So keep that in mind. If you're looking to buy optical drives, maybe uh, buy now or something. So here you can see the, later. the layout of the case. Standard ATX design. You got your cable pass through, you know, for cleanliness, if you will. You've got your CPU black plate cut out. Power supply section is in a um, um, divided section there. I, I would say a fairly standard case design. Sebastian thinks it's it's fairly well built, high quality build. We've got your storage. Yeah, Silverstones make. I mean, I've had some of their case. I still got that RBO two or whatever. Oh yeah. It is, and that thing is is a brick. You can throw it through walls, and then just laughs at you. <laughs> I would I tears would not my fingers off it when I try that. to unscrew things. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it looks like a well designed case, and you're right. Silverstone is known for that, uh, especially if you look back in there, all aluminum. Like uh, what do you call it, where it's like made out of one piece of aluminum, like molded billet. I don't remember the term for it, but unibody. Sure. Yeah, we'll take the we'll take the apple monocoque. <laughs> uh, so it, it, good design. I, I think the you know the style that we showed at the beginning of it. It's it's, it's going to be, you know, do you like it or do you not? Um, fairly quiet on terms of noise level. A little bit higher on temperatures uh, than some of the other cases that that Sebastian has looked at recently. But look at that light. Look at that photography work. Ominous. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's it's pretty Dominus. good. Dominus. Luminous. It's kind of weird because they got rid of all that junk in the front of the case on the inside of it. And yeah. it, it runs hot. Is that just because of the, the small inlet on the front? Um, I mean, probably. So it's, it looked like it was taking a lot of air in from the sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, of that front case and yeah that's not nearly as efficient as having you know some mesh fan grill on the front uh, Sebastian also noted that it at 110 bucks it's uh it's it's putting itself into some higher end competition as well um for for better performance as you're as you're noting there alex so uh it does have i think a cool vibe with the light and kind of the design there um but uh you know, check out the review and and look at any of the other ones that Sebastian has written up many of on the website uh, over the last I don't know dozens of years. <laughs> uh, before we move on, we do have another patron. This is a new one, a new twenty dollar patron. Holy cow! From Jeff Breyer. Thank you very much, Jeff, for your for your support. Twenty bucks, awesome. Uh, I hope Josh give, can live give up him the to shocker the- for. No. He deserves a double shocker. No, no, no probably not. Uh, oh, that's a very personal thing between him and oh. whoever his most and intimate his partner is. Yeah, mm. 
that was not in any of the documentation from the Patreon campaign is what I'm saying, Josh. You will receive one shocker. <laughs> at, any, at a moment of our choosing. You have to pay way more for that. <laughs> so as we get into the first news item, I do want to point out, can you bring up this thing here? I don't know. Uh, bring up the the say here. You can't really see the whole ad. You see uh, this, that's just text, this EVG huh? ad. It's all text, and we had a discussion about this today. And like, hey, we want to update the banners. It's like, I mean, we can do whatever you want, right? Like, yeah, I'll put this up there. Um, how effective do you think that's going to be? Nope. Uh, I predict. Yes. I predict higher than expected click through rates on that because you never see it. Because you never see that. Right, mm. it's not flashing. It's not whatever. It's just like, hey, what is this? And you yeah. might actually read it and go, okay, sure, and and and, and give it a clickaroo. I'm not telling. I'm not imploring you on the podcast, listeners, viewers, to do that. I just, I, I'm, I'm imploring if you wanted you. to, but if you <laughs> yeah, wanted click to, click early, click often. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, like I said, we've got some interesting stuff to run through here, and it's going to be a lot of the Jeremy show. We're going to start with this one though. Steam is going Windows Seven and up. Uh, Valve has announced that Steam client uh, has deprecated Windows XP and Windows Vista. Is is anybody else? No more 16-bit OSs? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's only been a couple of years since we installed Steam on Windows XP when we unboxed that Voodoo 5. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we had to put together an older system. If somebody had told me, oh... Uh, Steam ditch Windows XP a couple of years back, I would not argue like, with yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Right? I'd be like, yeah, well, duh, of course they would do that thing. Um, Jeremy, Josh, any any thoughts on this? Is this, you know, as as Scott and 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 rightfully points out, like 32-bit Windows XP is was currently sitting at 0.34% market share. <laughs> Windows Vista was unlisted. But if you have, you know, legacy games that you wanted to play, and I know this group tends to be a little bit more weighted in that way, taking away this option might kind of suck a bunch. Yeah, I don't Boy, know how Vista you... was a pretty OS, though. <laughs> sure. Why not? Sure. Well, at the time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my, my retro gaming system with the K6 2 Plus running at... 550 megahertz on windows 98 doesn't care about steam and steam games from 2003 and beyond sure but i've got everything that i run on that on cd and an optical drive yeah but steam doesn't only have games that were made after 2003 yeah i know that but (laughs) and it's an easy distribution (laughs) I've, i've got everything on cd so why do i care well if you want to play king's quest 8 one day and you don't have the cd think about it i i I only live in the past okay exactly yes and there's nothing new in my past (laughs) uh yeah to me i i feel like um yeah just just the the cool things that you could do like going into windows xp and and you know booting up old drives or old systems is kind of disappointing but i mean the chef should like, support like whatever for, it's from, fine from a from a from a logistical standpoint and like man hour standpoint again they said windows xp was listed as 0.34% and windows vista was 0 not yeah. even on the not even on the list it'd be nice if they could All right. make some way to maintain compatibility so it could still connect to the servers i 
and download stuff. Yeah, but I would like to see like, that being like maybe a potential. Say, hey, we're not updating Steam anymore, yeah. but then it's a security issue. Yeah, right. And I mean, Steam won't let you connect unless you have the latest client. Uh true. For the most part, yeah, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Sorry, everybody. And uh, this story was written by Tim. Our next story, but it really, I think, really comes at the heart from from our Canadian friend about BlackBerry. Back in the fold, back in the news, Launch, Launch, now? launching a smartphone oh. with a physical ass keyboard. They say it's and secu- a headphone phones. jack. And a headphone jack, yes. Everything you look for. <laughs> headphone jack, physical keyboard, Blackberry brand. This is how, this is exactly the phone oh, I used in how 2003. How many years ago did we just time travel? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not convinced that a physical keyboard still isn't a good idea for productivity people on phones. Now you have a lot of negatives. uh, I mean, it's basically the negative of screen real estate, right? There's no, there's no other negative. I meant your statement. Oh, not convinced. There isn't a reason to not have a physical keyboard anymore. Sure. I think it made sense. (laughs) Um, What I don't know now is in today's world, would I, be able to type faster on a physical smartphone you keyboard would. or a virtual one. You, you think would. I'd still be able to type faster? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. So, so the key one came out last year, I think maybe mm-hmm. end of 2016. And like, it has a decent following. There's some people that like phone reviewers actually like, liked that phone a decent amount. There's some yeah. issues like you're probably not going to see a lot of Android updates coming from BlackBerry. Like they're not a quote unquote top tier manufacturer, but the general consensus is Going back to that physical keyboard, you still type faster than you do on a touchscreen. It yeah. is still a hindrance. How do you do emojis, though? Uh, okay, <laughs> Google. You use the uh, special key. There's a special key on the side that you hit, and you can do... But it's got to uh, bring up an on-screen keyboard, right? Uh, probably. It's got to bring up an on-screen emoji board. Sure. Right, you, essentially. Yes, you don't have an infinite keyboard. Sorry. Or, I mean, you could put, like, a colon and a... Bracket. Why don't they just make these physical buttons tiny OLED screens so that uh, when they hit the shift button, yeah, it, it does it, that. It yeah. does have a symbol key. Yeah, but it, it, yeah. Look, I, I was a significant detractor to virtual keyboards for a long time. No, you weren't. That's why I used the pre for as long as I did. Right. Um, That's why you kept handing me off the old BlackBerry. Well, because I thought you could maybe be productive finally with it, right? You know, <laughs> I tried. I mean, I did send some some nice pictures. <laughs> they were very dark. Thank thank God the cameras there were low detail back in that day. Um, <laughs> the yeah, I don't I don't have anything else to say, but I just I, I, I think it's interesting. Is it's it expensive, expensive is the issue. Oh, is it really? It's oh yeah. It's a it's flagship phone costs for not very good hardware. Snapdragon 660, yeah. 6 gigs of RAM, 64, 120 gigs of storage, 3,500 milliamp hour battery. That, I mean, that used to be the big thing with Blackberries as well, was the battery life. I don't know if that's still the case. Yeah. Because uh, it's in two days of mixed use, we'll see. Cost 650 in the US. Yeah. Hey, they, they don't make the, as many... 64 gig, not the 128. Ah. Yeah. They don't make as many physical keyboards. Turns out they're higher cost now. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's got all the modern features, you know, Bluetooth 5, 802.11ac, headphone jack, uh, things like that. Oh, was it AC? Yeah. 802.11ac? 
No, nope. can't make it happen. I know. It just it's yeah, serious. It doesn't work. Uh, I I don't know. I would be. I would love to try it, but I I wouldn't pay six hundred fifty dollars to try it. If this was somehow a three hundred fifty dollar phone, I think they might compel some people to switch. But like this, there's, yeah. there's no there's no reason to buy a BlackBerry Android it's, phone now. It's a feature phone, Ken. It's just the yeah, features doesn't necessarily align with a lot of people's desires. I think a lot of people still have the desire for a physical keyboard if it was a if it was practical an thing. Well, in I an would option. take one in a second. Yeah, I just the thing is, you know, the Apple that I've got, the uh, I think it's an eight. Yeah, it's wonderful and it shows videos and you can play games on it. It's like I email on it. I've never launched a game. I don't watch video on it. Yeah, give me the damn keyboard back because it's a damn work phone and I'm emailing. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm surprised how little content um viewing I do on my phone. Like it's scrolling through yeah. Reddit, right? Yeah. It's scrolling through Facebook and those types of things, but I'm not watching a full-length movie on my phone. No. Um and you know, and listen to Spotify on headphones. Turns out it doesn't matter what the screen is. I was I was looking to see it's a four and a half inch screen, yeah. so it's still a pretty good size yep. screen on that. It's like you're in the bathroom and all you do is scroll through Twitter. You don't watch Hulu on that damn thing. Exactly. I don't. And, yeah. and, and But there are some people that do. And, and I think the younger generation absolutely does. Right? They'll just sit there and, and that's like their only consumption device. And it's crazy to me. Yeah. And my, my child does. And I yell yeah. at him. Yeah. Get out of the damn bathroom. We had that, we had that argument with my uh, daughter today at dinner who is not three years old yet, but like wants to watch YouTube videos. She likes to watch people unbox toys and play with them, right? And we have this fight every time about, no, it's dinner time. We're putting all this away. She doesn't understand why, right? And they probably won't understand until they're 25 why. (laughs) You're hopeful, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's, yeah, so it's a different mentality. I'm with you. Like, I'm, my phone is like a work device slash I don't know. I'm bored. Distract me for 20 minutes until, you know, <laughs> yeah. process X is finished. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I wish them luck. And if they want to send me one to like bang on for a couple of weeks, I would love I would love to try a physical keyboard again. I kind of feel like I would have trouble going back at this point. Well, yeah, really know. interesting things that I it was a bunch of bloggers that said it and I didn't see them actually touch the keyboard, which made it something I'm not completely believing, but they say it feels more like the bold than it does like the more recent ones. That'd be and good. that would be nice. Cause the bloody Q 10, it was just such a squishy keyboard. It didn't feel like one. Yeah. The bold was my last Blackberry device. Peak Blackberry. Yeah. Yeah. Had the, does this phone have a, a ball? No. Like the scroll? Like no, there's no nipple. That was good. No, it wasn't. Wheel. Yeah, with the mouse cursor on your you know little tiny screen. P- people came to me with like BlackBerry <laughs> Bolds and and Pearls with that like button stopped working and like fell out because they dropped the phone. Well, they couldn't navigate through your phone. They didn't have a cool belt clip holster with the magnetic flip on it because that's how I you kept not. that baby safe. That's how you kept that baby safe. Um, there was something else I was gonna. I had an interlude moment here, and now and now it's gone. It's gone. Only Let's move on to the next story. Uh, it's gone. Jeremy, tell me about this. Apparently, uh, there's a refreshed rumor about an eight-core mainstream processor. This is coming from the Inquirer, who also heard they suggest a 22-core high-end model is a possibility. Are we looking at updated Skylake X or a new architecture on this? We're, we're looking at truth and advertising. They're going to call it Coffee Lake Refresh. 
or at least okay. you know the code name behind the scenes that we all know, which is nice. You know, CLR, which is that really good cleaner that takes out the calcium, lime, and rust. I didn't think of that, but now I love it. So how does that work as a heat uh, spread? A good thermal paste, CLR? Yeah, it'll, it'll dissolve your heat spreader, but <laughs> sure, why not? Limited it's time use. Shot. Well, yeah, I'm going to so make it really well my the... copper and my zinc together. <laughs> Once you got them together, you'll never want to take them apart. So, I mean, but, uh, anything else stand out on that? This is two yeah, rumors. Right. Yeah. So neither of these are set in stone, but I think, you know, a, a Coffee Lake refresh with an eight core is, it makes a lot of sense, especially with what Ryzen's doing. The the one that doesn't make sense, which was a rumor about a PC watch, uh, is a 22 core high-end desktop processor, which I personally find a very odd core count. They have an 18. Well, you don't need a you don't need a one horsepower cooler to handle a 22 core versus 28. Well, don't, don't uh, say that. Depends on the clock speed. Yeah, it does. Depends on the clock speed. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't. We had been hearing rumors about the eight core. A lot of people expected eight core Coffee Lake at Computex, at Computex with that Z three ninety chipset. They that's released been the winner of an eight eighty six K instead. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a great part. Um, the the eight core never materialized, but everybody still assumes it's coming. Uh, we didn't have a news story on it yet, but there were the rumors, the leak of the Threadripper twenty two ninety X or twenty. Yeah. Oh. Is that what they called it? 2990 X, which was a 32 core, uh, some Cinebench numbers that came out. I don't remember what they were or if they matched up with what uh, AMD had. They didn't show Cinebench before, no, did they? they didn't. They didn't. Um, but in those leaks, it also showed an 8 core, 16 thread Intel uh, like engineering sample part yeah. that didn't have a model number associated with it. And so now, of course, if you're. If you're Intel, you're like, okay, is, is AMD leaking these benchmarks, and how do they have this A core part that we didn't announce yet? And uh, you know, nice or if so. it's an overclocker that has this, how does he have these things yet? Or, or are we sending him stuff, and he's getting these new Threadrippers? We should probably reevaluate that relationship somewhat. <laughs> um, but interesting nonetheless. I do you well, think it's too late for an eight core from Intel to matter? No, no, it's it needs to. Yeah, I mean, it needs to be. It yeah. needs to be here now. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, they have to say, "Look, we can do it." They need to take away the advantage AMD has, right? Like AMD, yeah. the advantage they still have with the twenty seven hundred X over the eighty seven hundred K, besides a little bit of a price lead, is the fact that they have two more cores and four more threads. Take that away with the better oh, single thread performance, and don't charge seven hundred dollars for it, and it would be a really good part, but. We'll see about that. I'd be even part. more impressed if they could throw a couple of extra PCIe lanes in there too. Even if they don't do that, like it but would still be the it, best it, gaming it. GPU by far. I yeah. yeah. Do they have any time frame for these rumors or for these products that are rumored, Jeremy? Uh, well, I mean, they'll come out when they come out because <laughs> none of these companies will admit to anything when these rumors start breaking yeah so which one do you think we'd see first ryan an eight core or a skylake x refresh like which we refresh will come first 
eight core. I think it would be eight core. Um, although that is the most difficult of them to offer because that's actually like a new chip, right? Because the 22 core, I believe, just exists as a Xeon already that you can rebrand. I don't know if there's a Xeon W22 core or not. I'd have to look. Yeah, maybe not because the, even the Apple stop at 18 core, right? Yeah. And the Xeon brand. Yeah. I still think it would be eight. I think that's where their, their, uh, their mar- not their margin, their margin is the other one, but that's where their oh. volume is. Yeah. It's going to be with that 2699 V4. That's an old CPU. Yeah. That's an old one, but it does have that's, 22 That's a cores. Broadwell CPU. Yeah, 2016. Okay. But there's not a there's Xeon, no Xeon W. Equivalent. Yeah. No, there's no nothing okay. newer than that coming up. As the NW tops out, at I'd say 18. eight core, and I think I think you're right. That's what it, it, the unfortunate thing for Intel, especially after the Computex no show for it. Like that's what yeah. everybody thought we were going to see. Like all the rumors, like oh, this is going to be here. It's going to be this, this, this. And instead, we had the 28 core five gigahertz fiasco occur, yeah. right? And the 8086 launch that was not was also not, not uh, well received. So. We'll follow up more on that. Before we get to the next story, another Patreon edition. <laughs> it's a it's an it's an edit. Let me see how much. Okay, they went up more than a dollar, so I'll say it. Uh, they went from three dollars to four dollars and twenty cents. Blaze it, nice. Uh, from Mister Poopy Butthole, they live in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I feel like that's actually Josh. Just you know, he wants to make things I, I'm interesting. Not, no, I, I mean I'm crass and I'm lowbrow, <laughs> but I'm for sure. Oh no, we know that. We know that. <laughs> uh, Do you have any bad memories of Mister Poopy Butthole? <laughs> this next story, I, is... I did work in the ER for five, six years. Ben, yes. you would. There are many. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for stopping. Um, our, this next story is maybe one of my favorite things that's happened recently it's pretty good it's meaningless it's juvenile it's trolling but it was pretty funny so if you're also only available in the u.s which is annoying well you know hey we're the best except for the tariff part um (laughs) the uh amd no intel had that contest for the core i7 8086 where they were going to give away 8086 core i7 8086 right so they had this competition well, AMD set up their own deal where if you were one of the first 40 people accepted that won an 8086, you could trade in your 8086 and they would give you a Threadripper 1950X, a Ryzen Threadripper 1950X, which is a 16-core 32-thread uh, yeah. processor. Um, and, you know, they posted about it and, you know, hey, if you won, congratulations. Now you can upgrade to like the real high performance part. And it was <laughs> – it was it's like I said, it's juvenile, but it was kind of funny. You know, I, I kind of – I chuckled when I saw that. And then Intel even uh, responded to it. And actually, Jeremy, you linked to that here on this Inquirer post. So I'm going to see if they have a screenshot of it. Nope. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So – Intel responded with, hey, AMD Ryzen, if you wanted an Intel Core i7-8086 processor too, you could have just asked us. Thanks for helping us celebrate the 8086. I don't think that's true. I think if they asked for one, they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't I don't think they one. would either. <laughs> <laughs> they would have gotten the, uh, the, the double finger. Yeah. You know, Rick from the Young Ones type. Uh, I did I did see several, like, several, you know, media, Twitter people say, like, you know, this is a good way for – this is a good way for – AMD to source 40 
you know, testing samples for them to have on site of the Core i7-8086 as yeah. well, rather than going out and buying them. Um, but it would be, it'd actually be pretty unfortunate if you were one of these winners and you wanted to swap your thing, because it's like, it's like a four to eight week lead time to get the 8086K from Intel. And then there's like another six to eight week lead time to get the 1950X. <laughs> So by the time you get the 1950X, it'll be an old processor. So in four months from now, you can have... <laughs> yeah, but it's this. still still oh, 16 yeah. core, 32 thread. Yeah. yeah. And a an more expensive motherboard. It's a more, it's a, so if yeah. you look at retail price of these processors, AMD's giving you about a $900 part for the cost of a $450 part. Not shabby. It's pretty good. And, and like I said, it's, it's pretty fun. I'm sure if you're Intel, you're both ha ha ha, good job, and then you're flicking them off when they turn around, type of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, like good it's job. one of those, it's one of those asshole moves. Um, but it is, it is uh, stereotypical, very, very typical internet trolling type of thing. So entertaining from all sides. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else we have? Uh, Alienware in the news, kind of, I guess, on this one, Jeremy. What are what are we looking at here? This was a um, story over at Digitimes, kind of looking at, I guess, market share of some of these uh, system builders. Dude, a whole bunch of people got Dells. <laughs> didn't this, didn't uh, this, yeah, that guy went to jail or it's something. The guy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy went to jail. <laughs> yes, yes, he did, and okay. not soon enough. Uh, so so far this year, Asus. Oh, he and was MSI. only busted for marijuana. He didn't actually serve any time. Oh, I thought it was something worse than that. I forgot. No, he, he, got, he got caught with some dope. Yeah. Other Not than just he has, dope you know, bad taste, and you know, did off Broadway stuff. Good. <laughs> So if you pick up a gaming laptop, chances are it's going to be either Asus or MSI. And over a million people or two million people chose that. But the thing is that Dell, which is usually floating around 150K, hit 500K of units already sold. And Lenovo is being a little cagey, but is probably along those same lines, which is, you know, a huge chunk of the market that used to be going to the two big players. And this is and, gaming notebooks specifically, I'm sorry? Yeah, this is specifically gaming laptops. Okay. okay. And so not even just business laptops, they're, yep. they're gaming brands. And, I mean, part of the reason that it's been so lucrative for the last, say, 18 months is because, well, you could pick up a decent gaming laptop or you could buy a GPU. Yep. Roughly about the same price. So the market got pretty big. Uh, this is going to change because, thankfully, GPUs are a little more sane nowadays. But... In the meantime, it, you know, Lenovo, Dell, and HP have looked and said, you know what, there's a market here. Put a grand to $1,200, and people are buying them left, right, and center. So maybe we'll right. see some competition here, and some of those margins, which are admittedly already narrow, might get narrowed down a little bit more so they don't jack up the price by 300 bucks because you want an M.2. Hopefully. I, I The... The Dell one's interesting, and I assume they include Alienware in that group mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, the Dell gaming, uh, the Dell uh, like Inspiron gaming series, G series. Yeah, that's fairly new, though, right? Like, oh yeah, that's not. That's this. probably not included in that. But I would expect this number for Dell to actually increase. I mean, they they have that, had the sub one thousand dollar Dell Inspiron fifteen gaming seven thousand series notebooks for a couple of years now, which we've been. We re- okay. reviewed the past few iterations of them, and they've been really good machines. I think they sold a decent amount of them, but 
I think Jeremy's right about the momentum, the pent up demand for gaming computers, just right. kind of going into the laptop realm. Interesting stuff. I would not have expected Lo- no- Lenovo to be that huge in the space. Yeah. Well, um, I'm betting that not a lot of that's in the North America market. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I think the Legion brand is big in Asia. Yeah. As opposed to over here where you huh. barely see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we see You don't it, want like, to know something terrible. Uh, Truly terrible. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. He last appeared in a Dell commercial 15 years ago. That might be like later than I would have guessed. 2000 to 2003. Yeah. Just but on the bright side, Josh, two of the people commenting knew that. <sighs> it's not just us. That's in 2003. I, was I'm like feeling old. The I'm golden age by the, the Dell minute. pump and dump cheap, cheap ass. I mean, Inspiron. it's also not mutually exclusive. Like you are still getting old, but like <laughs> by the minute. Yes. Yeah. That's how that yeah. works. I think I'm still looking forward to when I can post a picture of uh, the old box with a cow pattern on it. Those were good. About them anymore. The gateways were good times. Yep. We had a gateway store on Mall Road here. <laughs> uh, I think it's a mattress store now. <laughs> Probably more effective. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, let's see. This story also, Jeremy wrote. Uh, you were covering a news story from uh, our buddy Kyle at Hard OCP, where they were re- revisiting older games which were tough on the GPUs of that time to kind of see how they handled uh, newer cards, higher resolutions. Metro 2033, uh, which had PhysX in it, of course, mm-hmm. was on that list. Uh, Tomb Raider as well. What kind of uh, results did we see? Oh, it looks like Crisis. Crisis 3 is what that is. Crisis, Crisis 3. 3 is what yeah. they went with. Man, I benchmarked well, that game so many damn times. So it had to that's how I knew the, the water, settings remember? menu from the photo. <laughs> Let's click over here to Kyle's story. So now, what, that was that was Crisis Two that did the water table tessellation. I thought it was three. No, it was. I think it was two. All right, what did we come up with, Jeremy? What was what were kind of their conclusions here? Well, if you've got a 1080 Ti or uh, in most cases a Vega sixty four, you can come back to these games, crank everything up to maximum at fourteen forty p, and probably at four k. And take a look at it, because it's guaranteed that back in the day, unless you had a pair of Titans, you didn't even crank everything up to maximum at 1080p. Well, Crisis 3 at 4K... It's still a demanding title. ...is 55 oh, is. frames per second Yeah, on the 1080 Ti. The Metro ones were the big ones. Uh, uh, last did, did he, more so than 2033. Did he test the Redux versions of both Metro games? Because it kind of had those re-releases, both of them, I think. Did it change any of the like tech in it or something? I think no. it did. I think so. I thought the change. So Metro twenty thirty three doesn't say that. So maybe they're using the originals yeah. for yeah. for accuracy. If they don't sake. say Redux, and it's the original. Four K ten eighty Ti hit forty eight frames per second. Again, with advanced depth of field and tessellation turned on. Again, this this these are max settings essentially. So, but it shows that these games when they first came out were so far beyond the hardware of the time. That it's just impressive, and a lot of them, once you crank it up, still look good to this day. Jeez, which is you know something I miss. From I can't, I can't really think day. of a title like that right now. There isn't one. Uh, I mean, Star Citizen, but that's another reason. Uh, Sasuna, <laughs> uh, Sasuna's sacrifice, maybe. No, Senwa. No, that, that runs Senwa. In sixty. I, I just pretty, fired it up and realized solid. that I need to do is a lot. Is GTA Five that? GTA Five CPU bound more than anything. It's yeah. just not 
Yeah. Is there what what game is the most GPU bound today? I think I think a lot of the fact that consoles are higher performance now allows them to to not have to. Yeah, I'm sure push there's one, one or the other. But maybe FC five. No, not really. It's more CPU or no? We were running. It's, it's, we can do 10. We are doing like Vegas 64, 1080p at like 90 FPS. Yeah, I'm thinking about how for the CPU benchmarks we do a 1080 Ti at 1080p, and every game we get above 60. I think. Hmm. Max max settings. I, I always do the maxed out 1080p on that yeah. stuff, and some games are getting like 150 frames a second. Is that good or bad that we don't have those games anymore? That's bad. I I would consider it bad. I mean, well, okay. I don't believe that games have stopped looking better as well. Like, I think the software has improved dramatically over the past seven years. I think the focus on optimization has gotten better as well. I I mean, the fact that Crisis Three you couldn't play Crisis Three on hardware at the time at max settings doesn't help anyone. Right, no one's uh, going back and playing Crisis Three. Really, it didn't. It didn't. No, you're right. It doesn't. Cr- fundamentally, having settings in a game engine that nobody can run yeah. is not inherently useful, except as a like stress test benchmark yeah. mentality of things, yeah. which we appreciate, and I think a lot of the people who watch and listen to this show appreciate. Um, but yeah, well, no. I think AMD and NVIDIA appreciate it as well because they love cell GPUs. Ten, if your mid range can do everything except not one, one or two settings, not at maximum. Yep. Why am I buying the top tier then? Yep. You're right. Yeah. We're really resolution bounds now. Yeah. But need more ROPs. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, but well, like everyone's pushing my, higher resolutions, mm-hmm. whereas and, and I think we back then. What did you say? 2013. Yeah. In 2010. Yeah, I mean, we, we were, were doing, we were doing that. We were going to like three. to 25 by 14. That was the kind of the push. Yeah. In 2010. Um, but but I will say that you know you look at Crisis. I've I, for some reason in the last couple of years I played Crisis Three again. It's still a great looking game. And it still looks amazing. Yeah, I just um, finished it last week. It had been sitting there. I just hadn't <laughs> played it for forever, and I just suddenly realized, ah, shit, I should fire this up. But but like Far and Cry yeah, Five, pretty. Far Cry Five, Assassin's Creed Origins, those games do look better. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, Crisis is, has the benefit of being sci-fi, so a lot of that stuff is is good. But like, yeah. if you look at the facial animation, the character animation, it's great. You look at Far Cry Five; it's very, it's it's very good. What's the, one of the other games that? I mean, we were playing Destiny the other day. Yeah, that Destiny was still incredible. looks fantastic. Destiny Two looks and great HDR. for as fast as it runs on yeah. even mediocre hardware. Yeah, and I, and scale, I think that's that, kind that of where the ship goes. Really, really well. Like yeah. you can you can yeah. get you can play that on a lot of integrated graphics. It'll be an awful like, dynamic my kid resolution. Plays that on a ten fifty. <laughs> yeah. GT yeah, it's 1050, not even a TI, and it still looks good. The dynamic res- it's dynamic resolutions, which were implemented well, for the consoles that have passed down to PC gaming yeah. in some respects. And that, that's sort of the funny thing is that right now you're actually looking more at upgrading your monitor than your graphics mm-hmm. card. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, I Far so. Cry 5 does wonderful HDR, but, well, I've got an awesome video card and standard, def- or standard dynamic ratio uh, monitors. Yeah. I'm never going to get rid of these 1920 by 1200 monitors from 2006. I just <laughs> we, Ryan and I were just discussing today how it's, many it's it's this one thing you know it's like can you find everything that you want right now 
no. for a reasonable price. No. It's like, no. Okay, so why said, should I upgrade? Well, because there, I'm no. poor and I'm dumb. So I have, I have two 30-inch. Look up what year those came out. Yeah. Apple Are they the Cinema, Dell? No, they're the Apple Cinema Display oh. CFL backlights, right? And they're 25 by 16. Um, and and, if, and I get away with that because I don't game on that machine, right? Um, I, I do productivity and, and I try to be, you know, productive, I guess. Uh, I, I still have the, the, you know, back in 2009 when we bought the uh, 3008 WCF, yeah. I think, from Dell. Mm-hmm. That's still on my main graphics test machine because it's 2560 by 1600. It looks yeah. like it looks like those came out in 2010, Ryan. But that seems that's that seems later. Than, I don't think that's true. Well, no, they were discontinued in 2010. Okay, that sounds better. <laughs> oh, that's better. June yeah. 28, 2004 is when that. So 2004 is when out. those monitors started being manufactured, and yeah. I've had to replace the power supply on them twice. Oh, they whine. <laughs> um, yeah, they you know they take a little while to warm up every morning yeah. when I wake up the PC. Yeah, I mean I've got like I've got a matching Apple Look, one and a Dell one on my desk as well. I want a 32-inch 4K HDR screen. I want two of them. There you go. Like that's that's what I want. And we're we're getting really close to getting there. So you're going to pretend like in racing games you're an F1 driver with a big thing right in the middle? No, I'll just game on one display. Fine. The, the two displays is really just the productivity aspect of it. You game on one, you have your other your Slack and your uh Yeah. Whatever Discord and all that stuff I on just, the other one. You know, I could go. go to three HDR thirty-two inch screens, Josh, but I didn't want to be greedy about it. I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't you don't want to show off. Yeah, exactly. I, I Look think... what my credit card can handle. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Alex. I was gonna say that the uh, you're starting to get too big. You go with thirty-two. Three three by thirty-twos is too big. I I have a thirty and two twenty-fours with the twenty-fours rotated, and that's like two inches too much. Yeah, I have an issue with my two thirties where I don't really know where I want to put the keyboard. They take up the entire desk. Yep. They do. <laughs> whatever. Desk space, you know, whatever. You can deal with that. But like I depending on which mo- like if I'm focusing on a Word document that's on the left side of one of the of the left monitor or the right side of the right monitor, I feel like I physically have to shift my body. Um Move the keyboard over one way or the other. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of problematic. But I, I still love my three monitors because I've got what I'm writing in in one spot. I've yeah. got IRC and whatever, and then another in a Word document. Then I got the PDF of the crap that you know I'm supposed to be writing about on on the mm. the other one, and everything works great. You write, and you know I can edit while I'm you know doing edit photos on one. <laughs> While I'm I'm yeah, I'm uploading to the site on another, and, and then people are yelling me on the third. Right, yeah. that's a very important part. Of the people yelling, the people at yelling me. at you, <laughs> and then you have that rear monitor, which is actually your wife yelling at you from the other room. <laughs> you've you've met my wife. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I think it's cool. I think this it's interesting. To, it's interesting of of Kyle and Brent to go back and look at. Uh, some of the older titles and stuff. We, we kind of blew our load on the next story. It's kind of well. I, I find it interesting that this kind of is telling. I tried. Of, it's telling of like there's not a whole lot to look at currently. If your goal not is in the GPU space, know, we'll look, no games look coming at out. Twenty ten games. No graphics so. cards coming out. Speaking of which, let's get to the Samsung C thirty two HD seventy, which is uh, it's a it's a Samsung monitor. 
It's a 1440p, 32 inch, 144 hertz curved VA panel. That uh, is this an H- is this an HDR screen as well? Yes, it's FreeSync 2 HDR. It wasn't branded of that until yesterday. Now this it is, is a FreeSync 2 HDR panel. Um, is this one that Antal was telling us about yeah. today and yesterday? Yeah, okay. I think we're going to get one of these in in the next couple of weeks. We're okay, take a look at. So, uh, Jeremy, did did uh, uh, Guru 3D guys have anything in particular to say about this display? I clearly, they're running the Far Cry 5 benchmark I see in that particular screenshot. Hey, so. Yep. <laughs> uh, they really, really liked it. They thought that the implementation was just about perfect for the initial release of a what is now FreeSync 2 HDR. Mm-hmm. It's backwards compatible, and it had uh, one interesting feature, which is normal free, or sorry, standard FreeSync mode where your dynamic resolution goes between 120 to 144 hertz. If you find you've got tearing issues on the ultimate free sync, which is between 48 to 144 hertz. What was so the first range sort of, again? 120 to 144. Wow. Yeah. So okay. it, it limits it down if for whatever reason your system is experiencing tearing because it's it, the dynamic range is jumping too much. Well... 120 and to 144 it, is, is a tiny range. Mm-hmm. It is, but compared to like what you guys saw when it first arrived, you saw pretty nasty tearing. Well, I mean, you would you would see that on that if you ever drop below 120 uh, frames per second because you can't do LFC, low frame rate compensation, in that range. You can on the, what would you say, 48, 48 to, to 144. To 144? Yeah. Um, you can do LFC on that so that if you drop below it. Do they say what changes, what other what other thing changes when you move between those FreeSync ranges? That is essentially it. It's just a little OSD. Uh, there has to be something switch. else. Otherwise, you would only ever be in the larger range, right? My, my guess is that there is a color quality or bit rate change or something like that that occurs. I mean, the, uh, because and I'm trying to see there, there would literally possible? be no reason for you to not ever be in the 48 yeah. to 144 range. If it, you if could it have something same. that's causing tearing, like you could no. have a card that isn't quite doing it. Well, no, if you, if you, you had 48 to 144, you'd have LSC and you would never see tearing. Right. Well, unless you went above, unless you go above 144, but in the no. 120 to 144, you'd be in the exact same situation on the high side, but everything below 120 would be tearing. Um, so I, yeah, well, I think and I believe the other thing is that uh, the standard supports HDMI, whereas if you want the mm. ultimate, you have to use DisplayPort. Okay. Yeah, I've seen some of that in the past with three okay. displays. That, that might be that, it. that could be that could be the difference. And uh, so DisplayPort have- supports the wider range. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because a, the HDMI part is still a hack-on add-on, right? It's not actually part of the spec until yeah, two point one. I comes guess. Out. That, yeah. That could be it. Well, what's the price on that display? Do they say? I was just flipping through. I think it's around five hundred bucks. Okay. It's pretty good, and if it's if it's if it's actually rated as a FreeSync two HDR monitor, that's mean that means it's going to be display. HDR 600, 600 certified 600, or yeah. above, um, which is pretty good. Better than a couple the couple of monitors we've seen here, which have been like 400 or not rated at all. Yeah. Uh, but under what the max brightness level of the Asus and Acer G-Sync HDR panels will be. So I am interested to get this monitor in and kind of see 
how it compares to those G-Sync HDR screens. Um, but this is bigger. It's it's funny. It's a bigger screen, but a lower resolution. Same refresh rate, but it's VA instead of uh, you know IPS. IPS. So yeah, five forty nine yeah. on that on that particular monitor. So, and it does come with another fun benefit. What's that? You need to start looking for firmware updates for your monitors nowadays. Yeah, so, yeah. Be aware of this. Yeah. That actually leads well into... Uh, no, it, no, it does not. It does, it does. Because I've got to interrupt one thing. I've, I've been notified that Kingdom Come Deliverance at 4K on a high-end system is maybe pushing 40 frames per second. Okay. Yeah. All right, fine. You You guys ought to get that and test it. All right. Go ahead. Which leads nice. So we'll cut that part out. Which leads nicely <laughs> into uh, the picks of the week and my first pick of the week, which is uh, the Samsung. Does this have a the, the Q6F is yeah. the is the series of TV. It has 2018 on the box. Is it literally like, says 2018 on the box. This is a QLED 4K UHD uh, smart TV. It's twelve hundred bucks. This is the fifty-five inch version. This also you should be looking for firmware updates for Jeremy, as yeah. this firmware updates for this enables FreeSync support. So they're not calling it FreeSync to HDR. It's just FreeSync at this point. I don't. I'm so getting, it's not actually HDR. Well, I'm getting some clarification on that, and I think Aww. it's because the TV FreeSync stuff was being branded before they had made the decision to to change the well, brand. And this TV isn't going to be displayed HDR 600 certified because it's a monitor certification. It's not a TV certification. Oh, it's, it's not. I thought it was. Just I mean, a it, general could, it could be, but no monitors go through it, or no, no TVs, TVs go through, go through it. it. Well, it needs to. So. To be FreeSync to HDR, you have to be at that quality level or above. I don't think you have to have that specific certification. You just have to be at that level or above. But that's on the, that's up to AMD on whether or not they're going to go through that that process yeah. themselves. Um, but this TV will support uh, FreeSync in two modes. At 4K, it will do 48 to 60 hertz FreeSync, mm-hmm. which is is good, but does not support LFC, right? So your typical kind of FreeSync 4K range issue. But if you do 1080p, it will do uh, 48 to 120 hertz, and then it will support LFC. So if you hook up a gaming PC to this, you can run it at 1080p up to 120 hertz. You get HDR. You get FreeSync capability on that. You can hook up your Xbox One and get FreeSync support as well built into it. I will say, having spent two days with this monitor thus far. Like the menu system is obnoxious. It's not as bad as some of the, uh, like some of the older TVs. I to, say. to enable it. It's still tell me, tell me the process of how you enable it. Well, first you have to go to the settings menu, then go to the settings menu, then go down a couple of items then go to like external device support and then go to gaming mode, turn on gaming mode and then go to additional options and turn on free sync and either basic or ultimate mode. So like I said, sounds like you've done this. No, a few they do times, that once yeah. though, in theory. Yeah, and it's also like they don't describe what ultimate versus no, basic means no, in the settings. And when you ask AMD, they're like, "Ah, you need to ask Samsung about this. This is their product." I'm like, "Yeah, but that's a crappy answer because you're the one. It's your technology. You should be messaging it better." And they go, "Yeah, you're probably right." And then we go on from there. Um, so we're still testing out. We're still screwing with it. There's some updates and driver things that have to occur. Uh, but the idea of variable refresh support, no tearing, 
um, on on the TV, both for your console where its usefulness right now I'd say is limited because of how console games are coded to either hit 30 flat or hit 60 flat, and the movement in between them is pretty rare. Whereas on a PC, that's obviously not the case. If you hook up a PC up to a giant 55-inch or 65-inch uh, HDR TV, the FreeSync will definitely be a, a big advantage for that. So um, don't buy this TV now. Wait for us to spend some time with it and review it and come back to you with some specific answer. But uh, there you it's go. It's only 1000 bucks at Best Buy. Oh, Looks really? like the Amazon is a third-party seller, so it's jacked Ugh, up a little bit. Amazon. Mm, yeah, right. It's on clearance at Best Buy. That's probably not the 2018 one. Yeah. This is confusing. Yeah, TV model numbers are pain in the ass. Jeremy, what do you got for me? Uh, a nice fancy little fractal, fractal design case at just about half price. Uh, the the larger one, uh, Sebastian quite liked. Well, the Focus G Mini is, you know, for a micro ATX, 50 bucks Canadian. Why not? It's a pretty good deal. In uh, in American dollars, that's like thirty dollars or something like that, right? Thirty five, no. something. And you know what my favorite thing about it is? What's that? No RGBs. Wait, yeah, there is. Look, it well, has a white LED. It has fan. LEDs, but not RGB <laughs> LEDs. No, it's neither an okay. R, a G, nor a B. <laughs> no, it's all of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, what happens? That's not I... how LED mixtures work at all. <laughs> and and two optical drive bays. Ugh, you know it. Trash. Oh man. Yeah, it's worthless. On a micro ATX, even better. Nice. Yeah, well, you know, I called Fractal Design, uh, Josh specifically from Fractal Design, and, and I said, you know what, you need more optical drives, spaces. And he's like, you're absolutely right, because you never are a happened. leading voice in you're the tech community. You're a liar. He lied like three times in that sentence. Your name's not Josh. In particular, at the end. Right. What's your pick? Well, me? <clears throat> it's going to be shocking. Shocking, I know. I'm prepared to be shocked. So here I am. I, I, I obviously envy Alan terribly. Who we All I ever want to do is, is have I mean, more and more storage and uh, more hair growth than, than I typically have. Um, but there are other things about Alan. I mean, like his, his love of Shirakos and VWs, I... I I simply don't understand. It's incomprehensible. However, storage <clears throat> uh, from Mushkin of all places, a silicon image, uh, silicon magic so, by silicon SM. motion, silicon motion, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. How I think about it. Oh, mm. but it does. Um, 500 gig NVMe. 2.6 gigabyte per second and, you know, around two gigs uh, writes. Uh, this is at 133, one of the cheapest, fastest NVMe drives that you can get. I mean, this is comparable, in fact, a little bit better than those, uh, what, BPX units that have been sub $200 for, for quite a while. Um, the other one that... Uh, uh, what's uh, Alan tested that was uh, just by two? It's about the same price as this and significantly slower. So, this is a fantastic price for an NVMe drive, and nearly anybody could buy this. I mean, it's this is this is mainstream SATA 6 500 gig huh. size, and you're you're Four times faster than that, if not more. 
Fair enough. I don't know what what is happening. Why is it clicking things? I don't know. Uh, uh, Ken, this is your turn. <laughs> Uh, so we've been working with this motherboard for a little bit for kind of some upcoming testing and article. I went to I went to Micro Center. We need a Z three seventy board. I just kind of kind of stood there and looked at the wall. I went, I don't know. I guess I'll buy an ROG board. But what's 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 the difference between all these ROG boards? As it turns out, not a whole hell of a lot until you get to like the Maximus Apex for extreme overclocking that only has two dim slots. So I went with the cheapest one, and it's been a really, really solid motherboard. It's got a nice little red and black design there, about 150 bucks. All the features you could want from a Z370 board, dual M.2 slots. I don't know. It works. It works well. I it's it's a motherboard. 156. Yeah, Z370 has really come down as it turns out, and it's designed for battle and yeah. maximum performance. And connectivity and speed. I don't think it has RGBs. Mm, that seems impossible. There is one LED Lies. on the chipset. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Wait, go up. Right here? Yeah, it's just a red Look logo. Look at that eye. It's just a red logo. It probably does have the RGB headers. I'm sure it does, but. Multiple no. fan headers. Look at those single layer SATA 6. Yeah. I haven't ever seen that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, kind they're of, not the double slots. No, they're not. It's it's like they ran out of stuff to put on the motherboard. PS2 port. Yeah, I just I've had zero complaints. Yeah. It's been a solid experience. It's just you know, cool. you need to build a coffee lake system. It does have RGB stickers at least, right? So you can pick your color <laughs> stickers. So, so you know, we got that going for us at the very least. Uh, let's see, Alex, did you put anything in here? Uh, I did not. Okay, all right, loser. Well, I'll, uh, we can end the show then. There we go. I want to make sure before we killed it off. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. PCPro.com slash podcast is the URL you can go to. You'll find the show notes, links to all the stories we talked about, ways to subscribe to the show, YouTube video embeds, MP3 file downloads. All that is there. Uh, thank you to everybody for joining us on the live stream. Thank you for everybody for listening to the show. Hope you find something useful out of it. We do have one more uh, Patreon says uh edit they only edited their pledge from five to five fifty so I don't usually it's like a dollar minimum to to get their fancy name read well, during the show right you've already said way to it huh? you got just gotta do it Darth Malventano says I hear Josh gets joy from shock and floppies <laughs> so I guess saying that out loud was worth fifty cents Probably. It's not really that scandalous, as it turns out. <laughs> but, you know, I just, it's, it's a very long phrase, though. It's a very long thing. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode. And, uh, yeah, see you later. Thanks, everyone.